she complete me. Welcome to the Status Update Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> this is awesome. I love that you're doing this. It's been too long. Why don't you introduce yourself for the audience and the listeners? All right. So my name is Alexa Pagnani. I was born and raised in Connecticut. I, <laughs> yeah, I met Jamil at CCSU. I graduated from there, my undergrad. And I eventually got hired to be this president, this amazing student government president, (laughs) university assistant. So it was really cool to traverse being active on campus to then helping the student government. And I really, that was important to me because it's all about service. You know, they do so much for the people on campus. And then for me, as someone that was a president, the treasurer for clubs and all that activity on campus, I was like, why not work for them too and help them out? So that was a really helpful stepping stone in my journey. And eventually I totally switched gears and found spirituality, the healing Mm. world, and became a licensed massage therapist. So that's what I am doing now. And I also have a work from home business that I really love to do on the side. And it's been really important through this pandemic, you know, having multiple streams of income when one falls and the other one can pick up. Yeah, that's, that's important. Let's talk a little bit about your journey. How did you, how did you make this transition after college? What was that like? So working for you during your year as president was so freeing and enlightening in different ways. And I really enjoyed my time. And then things started to shift where I felt this strong pull inside me that was like, you can't do this forever. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not what you're meant to do. And I had no idea where I was going next, but I just knew that I had to redirect myself. And I eventually, in that period of, um, I still remember being on the public hearing floor, right as the meeting that I was taking minutes for was about to begin. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry, everybody, but I have to resign and I don't know where I'm going. And I was crying. It was like, so not what public hearing is normally like, but then everybody clapped and stood up for me. I was like, wow, okay, shake it off, do this meeting, let's go. Mm. So that was uh, one of the first times that my vulnerability came through as something that was supported. And in my childhood, it was not always so. And that's kind of where I think you know, everyone has stuff that goes on in their childhood. And I think it's important to look at Mm -hmm. because it can really shape who we are, who we become, the choices we make. And an awareness of that is nothing to be ashamed of. So anyway, I had, you know, resigned from being the university assistant and I found this spiritual school that really aligned with me. It was called the Center for Shamanic Arts And also goes by Naughty Shaman. And I really loved that name. So I was like, what is this about? And it just felt like this sacred space that I could be myself in. And I hadn't found that in religion. So growing up, I kind of just looked to nature and said, God, who is this, you know, greater being, but I don't get the biblical sense of it for me. Mm -hmm. It ended up being sacred space and nature, which is a lot of shamanic principles. So I went through level one. A lot of foundations were shifting beneath me. And in level two, I found a really 
quick interest in massage therapy. So I had found this group on and I got two massages for my friends that were nurses. And I was like, they are working so hard. I'm just going to gift them two massages. And I don't know what this one is, but it sounds interesting. It was called craniosacral therapy. Hmm. And it's not like traditional massage. It's um, a very thorough working of the cerebral spinal system. And you don't have to vigorously do anything like muscle manipulation. It's just very gentle, but profound. And I was super intrigued. The first time I got into the appointment, he's like, and this guy, he's amazing. Um, He is very intuitive and psychic. And he was like doing some cleansing of my chakras and stuff that I love. And he's like, I'm getting the sense that you want to be doing exactly what I'm doing. And I was like, I didn't even know that, but that's true. Like, I don't know what's happening. So it was just so cool. And eventually I realized to do that, I had to get licensed in massage or be a chiropractor or a physical therapist. And massage just felt the most aligned to me. That's awesome. Like, there's there's something about finding your path. And I think I often tell people, like, you never really know until you finally do. <laughs> like, yeah, like when I was in high school, I was, you know, finishing up, I had applied to my colleges. And I still didn't know what my major was going to be. I was like, I just I'm trying to go to college. Like, I don't really know, I could be an art therapist, but I don't want to do all the degrees that my parents did, because they're both psychologists. And I didn't want that. So my guidance counselor was like, Oh, I think you'd be good at public relations. So I was like, sounds cool. And (laughs) I just went with it. But when I got to Central and you have those freshman academic advisors, I was like, I want to do what you do. Just talk to people all the time and help them and make them feel like they're on the right path. So ultimately, my degree and everything that I gained from college has helped me in my journey. But it's definitely not like by the book, what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times I've found that people go to college, like myself included, I went, I was an accounting and management major. And now I basically use pieces of it in my everyday life. But I'm like working at a university just helping students and I'm counseling people all the time. So I'm like, this is completely not the same as accounting. But it's life changing work. And I really feel like that's what we're here for is to make other people recognize their strengths and the beauty in their life in order to Mm. just keep each other on track. So let's follow up on that. How do you, um, how do you do that? How do you help people? Um, I know for myself, a lot of times it's conversation. It's giving people the, the confidence to know that their life can change and that they have the ability to change it. How do you go about helping people? Definitely conversations are a lot. Um, I love learning. Learning is where I feel really safe, but I also Mm. love to learn. So over the years of the modalities with energy work and massage, I just absorb so much that I also share it with people. And when I'm working with them, it's kind of just like this natural process of opening conversation, which opens their mind so we can go back and forth. And I'd say I receive it in the same way, but I will say that receiving is a little more difficult for me. I like to help people more than I like to help myself. And I think that's common in the healing world. 
mm. something we got to work on, but <laughs> we're always working on stuff. You know, everybody is. Yeah, we're, all, we're constantly growing. And I always think like people who have to understand they're always improving, but it doesn't mean they're bad now. Like, right. yeah, like you could be great now. You're just slowly getting better all the time. I think there's a huge expectation on us, even since elementary school. It's like you have to be better. You have to be your best. And then you reach the end of the cliff that's like, okay, but what am I supposed to do with everything I just did? Like, hmm. how do I traverse now? And it is like a leap of faith. It really is. I didn't know if I was going to end up loving massage. And some people don't finish the program. They don't get their license. They don't follow through with the continuing education. But it's like, this is what's working for me right now. And I really enjoy it. Hmm. So... Before we before we went live, you talked about making a move and transitioning in like physical space, like leaving where you were. How yeah. was that process of relocating? You know, it's funny because it's taken time. And I think the best things do, they're sound and grounded. So mm. this came to mind years ago, about three years ago. My mom, who is a psychologist still, she was practicing in an office and the lease agreement was going to end in a year that she knew so she was like I'm gonna move down and help grandma and you're welcome to move with me and she kind of wanted me to but was also like I'm gonna let her do her thing and I had so many communities in Connecticut that I was like I can't see myself leaving really so eventually time and events just kind of piled together and I was like I feel ready for something new and I kind of felt like Connecticut was just a little too small for all the people that I want to help and connect with. So luckily with social media, I can stay connected to so many people there. It's just that the space itself, now I'm in a more inspiring place with more sun and my family around. And yeah, so I'm in Orlando, Florida, and I grew up visiting the family here every year, but now I'm living here and I've never lived anywhere long-term other than Connecticut. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know that it probably, it probably, was it scary at any points to transition? I know for myself, when I made the move to Massachusetts, I wasn't necessarily afraid of the move itself, but I knew I was leaving a lot of the known life that mm. I had. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think if it were any time sooner, I would have been way more scared, but having the support of my family and knowing that I could stay connected to people, that they could come visit me, I could visit them. I felt this trust and faith that it was going to be fine. And I could always come back, but I was like, I really don't think I'm going to. Like, I'm so seeing myself being happy there and meeting so many new people. So I, I can't think of a specific time that I was really freaked out about it. Like, it genuinely just felt in alignment. Mm -hmm. It felt right. It felt like yeah. the time. It felt like the space. It all made sense. I actually will say that before, so, you know, six to eight months before when I was deciding, that's when I was nervous because I was like, I could be leaving all of this behind, like you said. But mm -hmm. then as time passed, I just let myself have that flexibility to say you could or you don't have to. Mm. Yeah, I think that I think that that's just so important to remember is like give yourself that flexibility, give yourself that that release I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves mm. to make the right decision in every decision that they ever make Absolutely. And it's like you don't have to yeah some of the best things that happen are from 
what may seem like mistakes, but really they're just lessons and stepping stones. Yeah, and I think that that's super important. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some advice that you give somebody, um, someone young that's probably, or that might be struggling in their own direction, as I have in my past, as you may have, like, what's some advice that you give someone that's struggling to find themselves? That's a really great question. Um, I come back to passion. So when I first started freshman year in college at Central, I felt burnt out and depressed halfway through because I forgot that I loved to dance. I forgot that I loved making friends. I forgot that I loved to dress up and like, you know, have some nice, stable fun and connection. So by not doing any of that, I really lost myself and it was really difficult. I was just going really strong for my uh, scholarship because I was in the honors program. So hustling is something that I'm familiar with and it's something that I try to balance now. Mm -hmm. So I love to work hard and that's important. So finding something that you can really just, you know, plug into and achieve so that you build confidence, but also remember what you love to do as a kid. And then tap back into that. Find people that also love that because you'll see yourself and people you never would have expected to connect with. I love that. That's like, it just spoke to me so heavily because um, I know for myself, I think three or four months ago, me and my brother, we connected and we were trying to write and we were like, let's tell stories like how we used to when we were children. Like we used to love writing and and telling stories. And then we wrote a book and we're going to get it published and all that stuff. But I was like, it was so cool to finally go back to something that used to be see like it used to be so foolish if people thought about it, but it was so important to us. That's amazing. That is so cool. And that's going to be something you look back on and have so much joy in your heart mm-hmm. by seeing how time has played out and you still connected to that within yourself and with your brother. Yeah, I think that those things can't be missed for anyone that's listening, just remembering to to never become such an adult that you can't have any fun with your life. <laughs> yeah, tap back into that childhood dream and that love that you had because times were simple and they still can be. Mm. So what inspires you? I like to ask anyone that comes on, what's their inspiration? What's their motivation? Hmm. I'm definitely inspired by truth and that can be dark sometimes that can be scary and it's that leap of faith of like if I share this with someone it could go this way or that way but being your true self and showing up can bring so much strength and connection so I'm definitely inspired by truth inner and with others you know honoring that and not having expectations Um, but also I'd say passion because if we connect to our passions, like we were just saying, it just totally takes this cap off of like, wow, the world was so heavy 10 minutes ago. And now I'm so energized again. Yeah. I like, I like that. Even the visual of the taking the cap off and like being free. Yeah. I think people, people almost forget that you, you are alive right now. And as much as there, there are, things you need to do and things that have to happen work-wise or paying rent, paying bills, all those things have to happen. Mm -hmm. But then there's that time where you get to just be you and live. 
mm-hmm. be excited and be happy and do the things you enjoy. And I think all those are your passions. Yes. And doing just a little something like that every day can make such a difference in how you show up in the other things that you have to do. Mm, yeah. Elaborate a little bit on that because I think people people really need to hear that. Yeah. So, I mean, having moved down here now, I feel like I can sing louder in the car because no one knows me. And I'm like, what's up, people? Like, you need some joy. I hope to spark it in yet. So, like, singing in the car to an album that you love or used to love. And for me, I used to teach Zumba on campus. So now I'm taking class and um, reading books that inspire me because that's something on the downtime rather than being active, 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 busy. Sometimes I like to be a little calmer and enjoy something that stimulates my mind podcasts, stuff like that. But feeling that joy and tapping into what makes you feel alive, it's just such a gift that you can give yourself. Yeah, that that is definitely just something so important to to really recognize. It's like ha- find the joy in your life because there is it is there. And no matter if you want to recognize it or not, it exists. And there are moments of happiness. Um, that everyone can experience. Absolutely. And it's better together too. Sometimes we're afraid to be silly and to show our true selves with people. But once we take that step and we're like, you know what? I don't care. It's not that serious. Then you might actually get closer with someone. So it's kind of fun to just play and experience that. Yeah. Revealing your truth, being you, mm-hmm. it's being genuine. Absolutely. I think um, I think it does get easier as you get older to start being more genuine. But I think even as a young person, when you start to really open up and just be you and be be just the true self that you are and be unforgiving about it, <laughs> it's like that is that is where that's where you really start to enjoy life. Yeah, and sometimes we make those little mistakes, but they're ultimately there for a higher purpose. And even sometimes the deepest pains that could happen are also going to be a gift someday. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So obviously you, you've gone on a huge journey. What is the difference that you've recognized in your life from uh, before you started this experience and before you started uh, really looking at your spirituality and now? Wow, what a great question. Um, it's got to be something about strength, courage, vulnerability, and connection. Mm-hmm. So we have these experiences when, when you, you choose to be vulnerable and explore the unknown, there's going to be walls that get let down. And it's kind of like catastrophic but it's also really beautiful because someone else has guaranteed experienced something similar and you realize you're not alone so that kind of connection and vulnerability the support that comes from being in that space and the courage to say you know I don't have to be perfect I thought all this time I had to be and that was not getting me anywhere so it's better to be real it's better to just show up and do something because you know you'll be better from it, even if it's scary, even if you don't want to. It's like just take some steps for yourself because your future self will thank you. Hmm. Yeah, and remembering that future self, like 
in all things you do. Make sure that you're happy. Make sure you're doing things that are gonna that will put you ahead and do the things that really make a difference in your every day. Mm-hmm. I feel like something that has happened too is those elements, the um, acceptance, vulnerability, connection, they come into my everyday interactions, whether it's at work with clients, at the grocery store, moments with my cat, like <laughs> the <laughs> compassion has just gone through the roof and I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's, it's just a journey, you know, and I want to look back and say, you know, if I was to die tomorrow, I would want to be really satisfied with how I at least ended my life, you know, mm-hmm. not like to be morbid, but <laughs> to have that be a motivating force. Like, I'm so happy that I did my best. Yeah. And I always think of like the journey is so important. Like people really disregard the journey as if it doesn't count. And Mm. they look at the end result and they celebrate that. But celebrating every day really matters. That can be so difficult to remind ourselves that it's actually more about the journey. Yeah. And that's. Those are, those are like the little things, like you're sparking all these thoughts for me. I know you're sparking thoughts for someone else, because if I'm thinking it, then someone has to be. Awesome. I love it. So we are coming towards the end of our time. I wanted to give you a, a chance to plug yourself. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Definitely hit my Facebook. It's just my name, which Jamila will spell. Um, Instagram is also just my name. And you can connect with me there. Tell me you heard us speaking on this amazing podcast but i just look forward to connecting and you know spreading the light sharing the light inspiration yeah i know you you definitely been bringing light to my day so i was like i have to get you on oh thank you i'm so glad yes absolutely and i really do appreciate it so what are your final thoughts final takeaways for the audience and the listeners so something that is seemingly minuscule or you know maybe some people take it more seriously and personally which is good um gratitude Mm -hmm. just pausing a couple times a day to breathe and to also be like wow i am alive finding things you're grateful for to just bring you back to that moment of it's not so serious and it's about the journey like you've come so far so to be grateful and connected I think that it makes all the difference in how you connect with yourself and how you connect with other people remember gratitude all the time (laughs) y'all don't let that slip Mm -hmm. thank you I appreciate it thank you so much for having me like what you just heard follow the status update podcast on Facebook and visit inspiredbyjamil.com for more content see you next time Compared to what I got I'm introspective but introverted The way I plot I want the help of Indian Give it to my stomach the knots 
It's funny, what you dread always grows into locks On your conscience, the sensation rather toxic Speaking with a therapist just to change the topic Like what you dodging, you still home like Jackie Robson Thousand miles away, somehow we end up arguing